This is Bumping Into Walls, a show about living with vision loss, the challenges, the successes, and the day-to-day walls we all bump into. Just a minute. Let me get my water. Oh, okay. okay. Got my water. All done. Well, that was Anthony drinking some water. Unfortunately, I can't drink water because I'm in the studio in front of all this crazy, expensive, sanitized equipment. But Anthony's at home just relaxing and chilling. So uh, hello, Anthony, and uh, welcome, everyone, to Bumping Into Walls. Hey, welcome, everybody. This episode, behind the making of Bumping Into Walls, where Anthony and I sit down and chat about some of the inner workings from the audio stuff to the booking guests to maybe even a funny story or two about how Bumping Into Walls has been made for the past... Four, Four years. years. Four years. So, since we're being raw and candid on this episode, I'm willing to admit that, Anthony, I need to turn you up. Okay. Well, just like the rappers. Turn my mic up. Turn my mic up. You know, rappers do that all the time. Well, we do the same thing. Awesome. Yes. Mic check. Mic check. One, two. That we don't do unless we're doing an AMI piece. But So, I guess we should explain to folks kind of what our process looks like. Basically, when we started, there was just four of us. It was Jesse, myself, Catherine, and Dave. And our spoken word director at the time, who is awesome, and Mike will get that joke, basically sold us, you know, guys, I want four shows before you submit. So we would go in and we would make shows, and we were still learning how to use the adaptive gear and the everything else gear. So Jesse was teaching us how to do all this stuff at the same time as we're learning how to produce great radio. So we made four shows, and then we said, holy heck, we don't know everything, so we're going to have to bring in guests. And Jesse, maybe you can explain who the first guest was and how we booked him. Well, yes, Anthony. Actually, our first guest was Donald Ray Johnson, uh, if everyone remembers, which I think is pretty cool that our very first guest as a Grammy Award winner. Uh, That, however, was not the time that he brought us the Grammy. No, that was the second run. Linda, Mm -hmm. do you have that? Just a second. This is not dead air, folks. We're just kind of moving. <laughs> we can take the dead air away. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, we usually, we're masters of dead air. We're masters of dead air. Mm-hmm. Yes. Just ask our, okay. our head guy. Oh, wow. Anthony. Oh, hey. Ooh. Now you know that. what that is? That I do. looks like a Grammy. It is. Now that oh is goodness. cool. Wow. Thank you for okay. bringing that. Okay. Yeah. Now yeah. why does it have a thing that looks like a trumpet on the top? No, that's not a trumpet. This is the way they used to make phonographs. Oh, right. right. Oh, with the horn. Right? That this is, is the, the coolest, horn. man. Yeah, this is, this is what they used to look like. Kathy? Wow. Ken, I've got to feel it over. Where is it? Oh, that is amazing. So I, now I can... Now I can say that I have felt a real Yeah, granny. me too, man. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's... You've seen it. Oh. You've, you've, you've... <laughs> yes, we have. That... You've been close enough to touch it. Wow, <laughs> yeah, that is amazing. Cool. That's awesome. Oh, it's heavy. You, can, you want to hold it? Take a picture with it? I <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't be the for- first award the we've taken a picture with. <laughs> it's heavy. I picked it up. It's heavy. That's... Wow. So when you got that on oh. stage, how did you not fall over? I mean, you know, <laughs> here you go. <laughs> 
That's the coolest, man. That is that is so cool. Huh, what a way to disrupt a radio show, huh? <laughs> no, <laughs> we're great. This, awesome. this is the highlight this of the radio cool. show. Right, it is uh, cool. Not everyone gets to check one of those, man. Oh, yeah. I, I know. There's not a lot of them around. Well, no. No, no there well, isn't. especially since this, like you said, this is... I'll tell you the great thing about it. Uh, it's the highest award you can get in recording. And what's most important, it's forever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's forever. How it happened was I was hanging out at a club one night. I don't do that often, but I did that week. Went to a blues club, talked to a gentleman named Gary Martin, who was very well connected here in the Calgary blues scene. And he said, you know, you got to talk to my friend Don Johnson. So I said, all right. So we'd had four shows in the can already by this point. So there were some shows for Mr. Johnson to check out. So... I'd never booked in my life, and I thought, well, how the heck do I do this? So I just picked up the phone on a Saturday, on a Saturday morning, Friday, Friday night, actually, and he wasn't there. So I left a message. Well, actually, I didn't leave a message because I thought he was in America, and I thought it was going to cost him more money. However, he phoned me back Saturday morning and said, well, I don't know who you are, but I thought I'd phone you anyway. So I told him about who we were and what we were about, and he'd already heard a little bit from his friend Gary, so he had a bit of a background. He thought it was a great idea. So we brought him into the studio, and we usually weren't sure how to do this. So I think we wanted to cut a half an hour, but we ended up cutting almost an hour's worth of stuff, and then we had to chop it down, which took a very long time, because that's what happens. You take a show, you cut it after you're done. So we do about 35 to 40 minutes of a show. Then we decide what the best stuff is to keep. The problem was there was so much great stuff, we had to kind of cut it down. And then we just kept doing guests and interviews because, well, we thought that's what people wanted. And many years later now, we are looking at doing something new. But interview basically happens like this. Guest comes in. They sit down in the chair. We are all hanging out in our chairs. And Jesse, the man over there, turns on all the mics. And we push a button or two, and we just talk like we're around a kitchen table. Now, now of course, that whole uh, process has actually changed in the past year. Uh, so do we want to talk a bit about how the process is now that we're making shows? Uh, obviously, this show is super easy. Uh, I have Anthony on the phone, and we're talking. Well, now we're using something called Zoom. No, it's yes. not the kids' show on PBS. No, it's an actual program. Some of us don't have mics that work or mics at all. So we have to use Zoom's telephone capability, which has its good and bad points. Mm -hmm. So it, this may be why it sounds a little strange. But usually we would never have to do this because we'd be able to get into the station. But with COVID, things change. Yeah. Now this seems like a great segue into the kind of audio side of how we make this show. Basically what happened was it started with me purchasing a used Mac and buying an audiobook called Become an Amadeus Pro Maestro by Jonathan Mosen, uh, another blind gentleman from New Zealand. And... um 
this book was great and I was learning the Mac and this awesome program at the same time. Now I found out that the station was using Logic Pro because we were in talks at the time to get involved in the station somehow. And while Logic Pro is an awesome program and I would love to learn it, uh, there's a lot to it and I didn't know how to use the Mac. Uh, neither did Anthony or Kathy, and I was I was only just learning, and they hadn't really used it before. So I sort of taught them what I knew uh, from what I had read in the book, uh, and I, I recommend that book to anybody who wants to learn how to use Amadeus Pro for the Mac. It's a great, great audio editor. For, especially for editing spoken word type stuff, and it does have multi-track capabilities. And so basically we all learned how to do it, and it's all done in production room two of the CJSW studios. Which is the biggest production room in the place, because mm -hmm. here's why it needs to be big, because there's usually three or four people a day that are coming in there with when we're doing our thing. So... What we were trying to do with bumping into walls was make it really easy and simple. But we were learning so many different cool things that <clears throat> it was just kind of overload. But it's still fun once you've got it under control. And that's maybe why we kept doing interviews. We interviewed everything from, like, CNIB folks to, to folks that deal with birds to uh, a guide dog user. I mean, we we covered the gamut here locally, and now we're looking at all kinds of other possibilities. We never had to use Zoom before because we would always be able to come in. So I think only near the end, before Catherine passed, there were a couple of weeks there where I had to actually come in on a phone, which I've never actually done before. So we've never done guests on phones because well, if we can avoid it, because the intimacy just isn't there. It's so much better having them live in the station. I don't know why it just seems that way. I don't know what you think, Jesse, but... Yeah, uh, it is true. Um, I mean, I guess a lot of radio stations have done phone interviews for a long time, but it is, it's different. It's different being in the studio and being handed a Grammy, getting to chat with a, an, a guest right in front of you and uh, sometimes run into them downstairs after we're finished. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now, I, I should probably throw this in here, too. This has nothing to do with production, but it's kind of to do with publicity. I remember when we first started, Jesse and I were out in a bar one night. I don't know. We were, I don't go to bars often, but it seems to be that's where our best ideas came from. So <laughs> there was another radio show out of London, Ontario. The two blind people are running, and it's it's similar to ours. And so I had jokingly said to Jesse after I had had no beer, hey, why don't we get a hold of these guys at Outlook over at Radio Western and see if they'll interview us? Well, neither did we know that it was going to happen so quickly. This was on a Friday. It happened on a Monday. It was our very first interview that we ever did. And it was on phones. We had two of us on phones. And it was like Monday at 9 a.m. or something. Yeah, yeah, Monday at like 9 a.m. our time. So yeah. it was, it was, and it was a ha only half an hour. And trust me, we went through that half an hour in no time. 
So, I mean, we learned a lot about being an interviewee because interviewing is a totally different deal. And if you listen to the beginning of it, uh, you will hear me uh, very unsmartly. Uh, I ran upstairs to do the interview and then ran back downstairs to put the interview on the Google Home, you know, ask it to play Radio Western uh, so my wife could listen to it. And I couldn't get it to. And then all of a sudden they were talking to me. The interview had begun and I had my phone on mute and I had to grab it out of my pocket and try and unmute it and run upstairs while I was talking to them. So not a great way to begin your first live interview. So, um, Jesse, do you want to tell us a bit about yourself? Oh, did we lose Jesse? <laughs> All right. Well, hey, this Oops. is uh, sorry. Wow. This is Jesse. Oh, oh there you um, are. All right. I am a co-host of Bumping Into Walls. We're pre-record. We've always been pre-record. We'd love to do live. It's going to have its different deals, but. Pre-record is great because if you make a mistake, like we do, you can fix it. Whereas live is a different animal. It's tricky, but that's where it's nice to be a recorded show. Yeah. Because if something happens, you know, uh, and and live, you know, which is a totally different experience and a totally different rush. Uh, and I don't know, Anthony, if you want to talk a bit on, uh, we actually did do some live radio uh we've we've done it a couple of years on uh funding drive week yeah uh, and it's usually it's it's always someone else uh you know with sight behind the board uh because that board's not labeled and I'll, I'll come back to that later um but uh it's just this amazing thing of of timing and the, this rush of everything happening right now oh yeah uh, what was that like for you anthony because you actually did it first before me I tell you what, it was it was a big rush. Um, one of the things that radio has done is it's made me realize how useful it is for other people, how it can help other people. I mean, we we walked in there, and there was myself and a couple of other folks, and the people that were supposed to show up didn't, so we were down a few people. So I know that at the time the the news director was kind of panicking, but we made it work. Because what what for Fun Drive, we actually would talk about our show and explain who we were and how we did it, just like we're doing now. And in between, the spoken word director at the time would come on and explain all the cool different things you could get for uh, pledging at different levels. Now, last year, we had a great new system, which I didn't really, wasn't totally into, but it worked too. It was a pre-recorded system. So... We pre-recorded our shows ahead of time, which has its advantages and disadvantages. The advantages to it was you could make it sound really awesome. The disadvantages were you were really having a hard time getting uh, anything you wanted to give away as incentives. I couldn't see how we could do it. But we also had to learn last year how to do that because there was only two of us last year. Um, so we literally had to write a whole bunch of stuff out that we would only ever read maybe once in our life and then read it. Because, well, that's how we had... Normally, like I said, we would have a spoken word director or someone run the board. So, um, yeah, it was a rush because you just never knew 
what was going to happen next. If you made a mistake, you had no net, because that's what pre-records are. They're like a net. If you make a mistake, you can fix it. This is Bumping Into Walls on CJSW 90.9 FM. I mean, we have labeled the board. Now, that's, that's, that's something that Jesse can explain a little bit more. Kathy and I were here. We labeled it that day. Were you here that day? I don't think so. I was not. No. Oh, the board. It's finally time. It's to time to get relabeled. We discovered. About the board. Yes. This board. And I'm going to get a description from Anthony to see what his perception of it is. But this board is awesome. It is. It's uh, massive. I'm not even going to begin to know what all the buttons and knobs on it do. They do stuff. But it reaches far from left to right. It takes up a whole table. It, pretty much, yeah. It and uh, And then there's some other equipment that does other stuff. And this box... That allows Anthony and I to connect on the phone here. DX four twenty. Yes, I, I believe that's what it's called, and we've we've joked about that, as you might imagine. Um, and uh, Anthony and Kathy did this awesome job of bringing in a device called a Braille labeler, and labeling the board. And we've talked about uh, all of this kind of stuff briefly in previous funding drive live shows, actually, uh, but. Uh, it's nice to go a little bit deeper, and uh, we have all these things labeled, uh, you know, host for host mic and G1, G2, you know, and everything for the guest mics. Uh, we have things labeled that we're probably never going to use and never have used, but could be fun to use someday. We have uh, turntable is labeled and cassette, uh, uh, CD1, CD2, phone, which means... Uh, I can ask Anthony. Anthony, how's the weather? Oh, well, the weather's in Calgary, in the best city in the world, but it's better. Isn't it funny that I turned you down, it's better in Ed, and then all of a sudden they can't hear you anymore? See, that's that's Uh, the beauty of that board. Now, I should probably nothing, Nothing against Edmonton, just putting that out there. I should probably explain how the board works. So... We have two no, two buttons for every, um, like, guest one, guest two, guest three have two buttons. They have an on and an off, and they're right above each other. And above that, there's a little slider thing that you can slide. And trust me, if we hadn't labeled these, we would be screwing around, messing around, looking for sliders. And that's why labeling is a great thing, because if you're new coming into the station like we were, um, it's like if you can see the board, you can see the labels. But if you can't see it, let's make it in a way that you can. And that's why we labeled the board. I hope we are going to have to relabel it someday. I hope somebody has a labeler. Um, but, yeah, the, it didn't take long. The process was something like this. We would take the labeler, print out each label, and then I would read it or Kathy would read it. Then it would hand it off to our volunteer at that time who happened to be Mike Todd, who was our spoken word director at the time, he would put it on once I gave it to him, because if you don't know Braille, you could put it on backwards, which, you know what, I would have done the same thing. And we do the same thing for every label. It took us probably two to three hours to get it done. But once it was done, it was a great feeling of like being able to use it without having to ask someone where stuff was. You could do it on the fly like anyone else. So 
So one of the cool things about this board is that I can do stuff like this. You go from having no sight mm -hmm. to having just about enough sight to drive to having um, shadows to having seeing down a toilet paper tube. So it's, it, there's probably others, but because I've never had any sight, mm -hmm. I, I always look at it and say, well, having sight is amazing. And I can fade that you, down just like I did Anthony. Can I can bring it blur, up. I wouldn't think that would be as usable. I can cut it all together and bring it or, back. You know, it all depends, right? Mm -hmm. Some people have glaucoma, which is a disease. And, it will take and for anyone who's wondering, that is a sneak peek of an interview that's already been done on uh, an awesome show called Rainbow Country uh, featuring Anthony who went on and talked about bumping into walls. Uh, so do feel free to go check that out. Yeah, Mark Tara is a pretty awesome dude and he's all over this here country. So if you're, uh, well, in any of the stations that he's at, by all means, Check him out at marktara.com, and there is a lot of other great stuff up there as well. But, yes, you can do a lot of cool stuff with a board like that because if you've got a guest and you want to have them listen to a piece of music, you can say, oh, well, hey, you know what? What did you think when you were writing this track? And you could play them the track, and they could go, oh, yeah, well, uh, when I was writing that, I was uh, doing, well, I was surfing in California or whatever, right? He was using Zoom just like we are, have done in the past. So he's in Toronto, and I'm here, and it didn't matter. The sound quality was still amazing. Now, he has a whole studio set up at his house, so that helps. But because we have an amazing station like CGSW, we can come in and do what we need to do and get it done. So the show still gets produced just differently. Well, I could tell you from learning what we've learned, we also started doing music. In our show, we'd insert little pieces of music. So Jesse would go out on the web, pull the music off YouTube or wherever the heck we needed to pull it from, and we would be able to drop it wherever we needed it and using Amadeus. And it gave the shows a little bit of a different flavor. Um, it, uh, it took a while to get our very first theme because, well, the program that we were using to find information wasn't the most useful website. It was a, a website that didn't play as nicely as it could have. I think it took us a couple of hours to find the right piece of material. And they were music that we wouldn't have to pay for. Well, what actually happened was our spoken word director, Mike Todd, told us about this website that you can go to and get royalty-free music. Uh, so what we did is we actually jumped on there, and uh, we did. We picked a track. Uh, and we recorded the intro, and it, it sounded a bit like surfer music, but it was peppy, and we liked it. Uh, and uh, we, we took it to him, and he didn't like it so much. So uh, he asked us to replace it, uh, so we went back on and found a track, two tracks, actually. Actually, I think even the surfer music came from the same band, yeah, and the did. band was called Forget the Whale. And that was a weird name for a band. Uh, and uh, there are versions of these songs with words in them, apparently, as I found out by accident. Uh, but we, we did. We got the instrumental version. Uh, and no, I don't have the names of the songs in front of me. Uh, but 
one is uh, serving as our intro and another is serving as the outro uh, put together in the way that Anthony explained. So, like I said, we've been using the same theme for over four years. And what we did was we took uh, a little blurb that we developed and uh, Jesse or I would speak it on one track. And then we would put the music on top and that would be our intros and outros. And we've just been using the same intros and outros for the last four years. So when we're finished a show, we just go, you know, copy paste just like you would with a wonderful word document. And basically, that's what we would do. We would we would drop in our beginning part, our uh, ID, which is where when guests would come in, we'd have them do an ID for us, and we drop that in, saying we're CJSW and whatnot. And then we would drop our back end uh, outro in, and that would be the end of our show. Yeah, pretty much. That's that's it. That's how we do it. That's that's kind of behind the curtain. And so you could just imagine you thinking that we have to read it every time. No, if we had to do that. We'd mess up too badly. Well, thank you for joining us on this chat about how we kind of construct the show and put it together. Uh, and hopefully some people uh, found that interesting. And uh, uh, Anthony, do you have any last words for the listeners? Mm, well, uh you know, just keep listening. Check out all the cool new stuff that we got because, well, we're making some changes and keep your ears open. Yeah, and then definitely check out uh, Outlook that we mentioned earlier on uh, Radio Western and uh, Rainbow Country with Mark Tara online and, of course, yeah, on all the other stations yeah. that he's on. And uh, thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Thank you. See you next month. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Bumping Into Walls. Bumping Into Walls is produced, edited, and co-hosted by Anthony Hodgetts, Jesse Trigarthen, and Marianne Rochon. Find us on the CJSW webpage to listen to more of our past shows, or, or look for us wherever you find your podcasts. Thanks for listening. and the link so then you'll be able to click on that and then hit play and it'll just start running and the first thing he says is uh, welcome to rainbow country today i'm be talking to an award-winning producer show host from bumping into walls or whatever he's but he 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 promotes it your computer is actually like a button we're here now I'll get ready to come in on the three. Uh, what do we do once you've counted it in? Um, I'm going to just do the demonstration, I guess. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, I have this off, I think. Uh, all right, so I'm going to turn this on, and I'm going to set it so that way you'll hear it, and you can comment on it. All right, three, two, one. Now, one of the beauties about having a board like this is that I can do stuff 
like this. I'm not hearing a thing. Well, patience, dead eye. We'll have to edit some of this out. Yes, we will. You want to know why? Anthony? Because now it's logged into my Google Taking account because I did this through Gmail. Oh, Victims. So Culture Club. It's starting to. It's starting to. Taking um, us to hour two of Rainbow Country. There it is. Victims. Culture Club. There we go. Um, exactly what happened. Uh, yeah, what exactly has happened is now that this is uh, that I logged into my Gmail, it's pulling this from my YouTube, where it's apparently playing from near the end, where I must have left off. Well, then all you have to do is back it up. That's what I'm trying to do, but it goes very slowly. Uh, okay. So we're just going to pick a random part here. So okay. um, I'm going to do that again. Three, two, one. <laughs> 